0: Welcome to the Enviro Podcast presented by WeRevine. Today we have some tips on how to reduce waste, Mr. Beast plants some trees, and why you might like to be homeless. My name is Brett.
1: And I'm Kristen.
2: And
0: I'm Russell. Together, we are the Enviro Podcast. Brought to you through the internet airwaves. So today, as our first podcast, I'd like to go over a few ways we could reduce plastic. Uh, Because, you know, single-use plastics account for more than 40% of plastic waste each year. About 8.8. I felt
2: really guilty yesterday because I bought a gallon of water and it came in a giant plastic jug, but I was really thirsty. But, uh, sorry to interrupt, but go ahead.
0: Oh, no. I, I You know, going over this list, there's a lot of things I'm guilty of myself, but... You know, just reading this recently, I think I might change a few of the ways I do things. And hopefully you will too, listeners. Not, it's okay to feel guilty. We can all, it's progress with step by steps. Education. So I, I, I checked out these articles by National Geographic. As, and the title's called Reducing Plastic as a Family is Easy. Here's How. That's one article I checked out then i checked out this blog post by accurator.com um not too sure what they sell on there click the shop link there was some fashion i don't know why they're talking about ways to reduce plastic but good for them um so some interesting ways never would have thought about Uh, i mean you got your obvious ones like reduce your straw use because um, according to national geographic there's an estimated um, usage of about 500 million plastic straws a day from Americans alone. So that's pretty crazy. Just a few. Um, yeah, and that contributes to, you know, about 8.8 million tons of plastic that flows into the ocean per year. That's so a lot. So that's, you know, we reduce our straw usage. I know e- the, the freaking fast food places, they're just trained. They're just... They just hand you a straw even if you don't ask for one they hand you one and then when you when i've been recently like giving it back they look at you kind of weird they're like what you don't want to use a straw what is this (laughs) it's for the turtles man it's for the turtles
1: i find it weird that some people are against this like they they think that you that not using straws like won't do anything but i feel like any um reduced plastic Usage is is like a positive thing. Like it doesn't matter.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Even if it's the tiniest de- amount, because yeah, all reduction in plastic use is one small step towards eliminating it. People are just they don't want to be inconvenienced.
1: Yeah.
0: And I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes you're pretty lazy. I'm lazy. You know. You you just kind of like yeah. It won't hurt this time. But no. No more.
2: <laughs> On the straw subject, not to mention, I often prefer to drink my drinks without any sort of straw or lid or anything like that. If I'm going somewhere, that brings up a problem. But when I'm just chilling at a restaurant or something, like, I just like to drink from the cup.
0: I prefer it that way too. Yeah. But I often wonder how much more it's effing up my tea. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> True that. It's
0: not going straight down um yeah straws plastic spoons and stuff even just like lately i've been trying not to take the plastic cutlery they give you there i I just eat it at home wash my silverware you know little things
2: or the styrofoam bags that so many of these place or not bags but boxes that many of these places give you when you order food um, I deliver food for a living right now, and I see it constantly. I'll get a giant stack of them, mm-hmm. um, and in also a pretty thick plastic bag, and that's just all being thrown out right then and there. And it's it's pretty obvious, as I'm walking around with it, how much trash it's producing.
0: There should be... Because I, I read somewhere in one of these articles I was looking over. A suggestion was to bring your own, like boxes or like tupperware to the restaurant to get your to-go food i mean it sounds a little crazy to do but i might might be willing to try that
1: but it's weird that it sounds crazy yeah like it shouldn't (laughs) be crazy to just bring your own like bowl
2: you're just like fill this bowl or something absolutely and on the the business side of it you're saving them money because they're not buying all this stuff to provide their food in Um, So they're they're saving on their overhead as well. So if the culture changed to where that's just the norm and you bring your own thing, you know, that that would be nice. They should do
0: incentives. Incentives to make you want to bring your own container, you know, a discounted price because they're not using all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. that saves them money and helps the environment at the same time. So, you know, you should get a little bit of discount. And I, I know, I think I heard someone say, like, Starbucks does that a little bit. But it's not enough to make you want to bring your own cup. So, like, no, they really need to obvious. put more, more incentives on them. Yeah,
2: I've yeah, seen people show up. And it's not really, like, up.
0: advertised.
2: I, absolutely. I've seen people show up to coffee shops with, like, their uh, travel mug or their, their canteen thing and have it filled up right there. But it's not common.
0: No, it's it's... It's weird it's I mean it's weird to think that it's weird <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be looked at funny
1: mm-hmm.
0: um another thing they mentioned that I didn't even think about before because you know I usually sometimes think having like a, a waffle cone with your ice cream is a little too too much sometimes so you like it in the cup nice easy holdable thing but opting for waffle cones is actually helping the environment because we're not using either those plastic cups or you're not even using spoons you're just eating it so you're reducing a lot of plastic waste by eating your ice cream with a waffle cone so i thought that was kind of interesting
1: something that i've never even crossed my mind
2: yeah plus you get to eat your cone you get to eat your container i mean it's kind of nice yeah
0: it's it's more exciting. It's a little more of a hassle, but you know. But it's
2: that's a treat. It should be a hassle. Being
0: environmentally friendly is going out of your way sometimes. Not yeah. using that straw. Not using that free fork. You gotta wash your dish a little bit. Yeah. But it it goes a long way. Um.
1: I think people these days need to remember how to be inconvenienced. Because uh-huh. everything that uh-huh. we have now is for convenience. Straws, plastic utensils, you know, all that stuff. So like and anything that we like have to do extra work for, it's like not a good thing.
2: <laughs> yep, <laughs> a little bit of conscious living can go a long way. And it's not yep. that hard in the in the grand scheme of things. It's like a little bit of work and you can feel good about yourself because you're consciously trying to make the world a better place for Mm -hmm. yourself and strangers and you know for the future even though you're not going to be there that's just part of living in an ecosystem yeah don't be a
0: virus (laughs) to the (laughs) ecosystem it's just like osmosis jones we're all in this body
2: yep
1: the body of
0: the earth yes (laughs)
2: The convertible spaceship. It's pretty rad. Yes. Just kay. space air flying through our
0: hair. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> next point.
0: Oh, yeah. Next point. <laughs> um, You know, this one might be obvious or not obvious, but, you know, everyone has those goodie bags at your birthdays. Stop getting those trashy plastic yo-yos and other throwaway toys that you don't you, you, you just, like, play with them on the table for two seconds and then you toss the bag. I've been guilty of just tossing away these goodie bags whenever you get them at a birthday thing. It's like, they're just small little crap crappy toys. and And they're just filled with plastic. And then that's just, you know, be a little more environmentally conscious. Maybe give away some, like, homemade treats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not these toys no one cares to look at for more than two
2: seconds i agree it's, it's horrible and wrapping things in paper isn't mm-hmm. that bad or scary or whatever it, it's pretty useful stuff yeah um, when i left the office um and i was cleaning out my desk um i had found a lot of these little plastic trinkets from random office <laughs> yes. parties holiday yes. things and i felt guilty throwing them away but i'm like i really don't want this clutter. So <laughs> yes. I, I threw it away like it, I had conniptions over it and it's just like yeah I don't I don't like that stuff
0: yeah you remember those like little plastic frogs that can hop around when you press the back of them those are kind of cool though but
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they break pretty easy though
0: uh, but uh yeah just different things the site also recommended like giving coupons useful things Use- coupons to like a bakery or something no, um, which goes on to the next point. Um, point number four here: sandwich bags. Uh, you know, they say about average eight to twelve year old throws away around sixty-seven pounds of lunch trash a year.
2: Oh my god! And <laughs> you know
0: that's per person. So there's you know billions of us here. So that's that a lot of trash. As much as that's that a eight year old. Trash. That's a lot of math. I can't even do it. <laughs> um, but instead of using these baggies, you can always opt for wrappers made of cloth or beeswax. However, hearing about the beeswax and knowing how bees are so crucial to our con or like our environment, I might not go for the beeswax option. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it depends on what kind of impact on it or is the demand for it make more people? Would that would that have a positive effect on mm. the bee population? Because people would be incentivized to get into beekeeping. Mm.
3: Yeah, more bee point. products.
2: Um, yeah, I've I've used some of those bags before. It, I, again it's just adjustment and getting used to it, and it's not useful in all situations. But in a lot of like lunch situations, specifically for these kids throwing out their body weight every year in trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's a good idea.
0: Oh, man. You shed, it's like you're a snake. You're shedding your skin. You're just... Uh, your whole body weight in trash. <laughs> yeah. And that's only lunch. That's not counting
2: on dinner, breakfast. <laughs> you know they got those snacks at the sports games.
0: Oh, heck, yeah.
2: Capri Sun? Which, oh, my goodness.
0: Which is a per- perfect segue to the next point, which we all pretty much know. Um, water bottles. Plastic water bottles. Those are super
2: horrible super mm, i'm bad. guilty i'm guilty as of yesterday
0: <laughs> you know i do there are times when you're out and about and you just see the water bottle and you're like man i really need some water right now I feel bad for doing this but you do take it um i know i have but you know just try and get a reusable water bottle they hold more water anyway if you get a nice insulated one um you know, keeps the ice cold. It's still there. So it it's just better all around. You do have to lug around something. But like Kristen said, we need to learn to be inconvenienced mm-hmm. again. Oh. If we want to live longer, because the planet will live longer too. So it's like...
2: We ain't ban interstellar the yet. We got to take care of this rock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Especially when we do become interstellar, because this is the best rock we've got. It'll be a while before we have anything like that. So, um, it's especially impactful, say, unlike a, uh, you know, a moon or a Mars base. Trash really matters in those situations. Mm -hmm. Being uh, able to reuse and and recycle is super important.
0: This is nowhere to put it. You live in probably bubbles, so... (laughs)
2: every square inch Um, matters
0: and not only water bottles but this also is about being inconvenienced using soap bars instead of getting like the liquid pumps um Mm -hmm. that's a big one imagine how we use a lot of soap everyone you know you're told to wash your hands every time you like eat go to the bathroom whatever your dog licks you wash your hands you use yeah. a lot of soap. So, if Not you...
1: Not only just soap, like shampoo and conditioner oh, yeah. and all other types of things.
0: Yeah, and they have even shampoo bars and conditioner bars now. So, you don't need to go with the bottles.
2: I need that. I know right now. Yeah, I love, you know, I actually prefer bar soap. But the shampoo bottles and dishwashing bottles bother me. So...
0: Yeah, and then... Um, way more chemicals in that too so it's probably even healthier for you to use a bar of soap anyway I know I have pretty bad eczema so maybe you know I'll see how that you know because I do still have some bottled soap and I kind of want to make the change so we'll see how that you know helps out because it's a less, less harsh on you um, and then um yeah so there's that and i even saw online there's just like liquid so or liquid bars for your like like even clothes laundry
2: mm.
0: or not liquid but like bars and stuff um buy in bulk use cotton mesh bags instead of using those plastic ones for your veggies and fruits and whatnot um you know, there's other things you can do. I feel like I'm just going on and on about this list here. Might be a little boring.
2: Hey, but, it's um, good info. <laughs> um,
0: another point. These folks need um, to know. You know, I recently and Kristen recently switched to safety razors uh, for shaving, which is huge. I don't have the stats on me, but I read like tons and tons of our plastic waste is just disposable razors you buy those Hmm. plastic ones use them a few times and you throw them out um whereas with the safety razor
2: the what i was just saying what what is the design of a safety razor that's the just bare knife blade right
0: no so like the ones we got um it's like shaped like the ones you throw away so you unscrew the the bottom and it opens up the top And then you put the razor in there like you know
2: like those the individual blade yeah and
0: then you pop them in there and close the top down and it has two sides like just that single blade on both sides Hmm. and it's it's kind of designed to where you're not going to like it's not an open it's not like open blade kind of like
1: but it it can be easy to cut yourself yeah i mean it's one part of the blade is sticking out of yeah, Just don't
0: don't move uh. to the side. Don't go sideways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: They are. They can be a little more like you know. You can cut yourself a little more, but they're much better shave. I found
1: it's much cleaner. It's a little. It's it's hard to get used to at first, but I mean, I, I have no problems with it.
0: It's a nice shave, and um, the amount of money you spend. Not only is it good for the environment, because the blades, they're metal, they can, you know, rust away, disintegrate, um, you know, and all that. But you can buy, like, a pack of 100 blades for, like, probably less than 10 bucks. Nice. And these blades last you quite a few uses. It's like, you're saving yourself tons and tons of money. I think I only spent, like, 20 bucks on each razor. And they're, like, they're going to last forever, pretty much. Um But they're metal so if they go on the ground They'll disintegrate so they won't last Forever but
2: <laughs> Yeah but for the use that you're Going to be keeping it Um it's Forever to you
0: <laughs> So it saves a lot of money Which is good for you and it's good for the environment It's a win win Um
2: And let's see I, I'm a fan of the uh, Multi blade um you know, I haven't heard of this type of razor, but it's a uh, one where you just have like a twi- quick disconnect for the head of it. So mm-hmm. when these last me quite a while, usually a month at a time, and then um, pop off the head and get a new one. So the handle and the carrier isn't being thrown away, um, but it is still uh, plastic use. So yeah, there's
0: still some. It, it doesn't have multiple blades if it did. I think there are some you could that get are fancy like that, but these are pretty sharp. You wouldn't want multiple blades.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, I just like the smoothness uh, and the ease of trimming with the multi-blade.
0: It definitely makes you feel more like like you're transported back in time because it was like what they used yeah. before we made all these fancy Gillette these things.
2: Convenient things. <laughs>
0: yes, convenience um i mean has anyone seen sweeney todd <laughs> <laughs> a, cutting shaving can be pretty dangerous
2: yeah just a little bit live
0: life on the edge
2: um <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, uh another good one plastic toothbrushes and even me and chris in here have been uh i've seen we've been getting like there's like plastic ones from Trader Joe's but they're recycled yogurt cups so I thought oh that's pretty environmentally friendly but what's even better bamboo toothbrushes so we've used them in the past and they're pretty nice like the feel of wood on your hand when you brush your teeth is kind of nice feels a little more natural Um, but you know bamboo it's degradable it's great Um, another thing that you're not Throwing away, you know, single, well, it wouldn't be single-use plastic, but pretty much is. Um, yeah, I
2: use a Sonicare. It'd be cool if they could make a bamboo model.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> the the heads of them do last a long time, and they mm-hmm. do, I have a, I guess, a Sonic cleaner or something. You put it in it, and you press a button, and the, like, the light shows up in it, and I guess yeah. it disinfects the head, so it lasts a very long time. Um, it is still plastic use, but, uh...
0: That was better than throwaway, though, because I used to have one of those, too. They're pretty nice. They brush your teeth nicely.
2: Um... I love it. I'm so lazy with brushing my teeth. Like, I have to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you there. (laughs) Uh, Just ask Kristen. (laughs) Um this was interesting i never really seen it in the stores so maybe they should put these in the stores but deodorant that comes in glass or cardboard packaging um which even brings me up to the next point toothpaste that comes in glass or like metal so i saw Hmm. i've never even heard of this before but i guess it makes sense i mean you're just squeezing it out of a tube why not just put it in a glass jar and just and make scoop it. Your, yeah, scoop it with your toothbrush.
2: <laughs> Again, that makes me feel so awkward and weird, but like yeah, probably better. <laughs> that's probably what they used to do. Let's <laughs> just yeah. not have community toothpaste. Yeah,
0: yeah. It might spread a little germ. There the, might be a better the way. The whole to
2: family spread gets to scoop from the cup.
0: <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's gotta be a way to scoop it better. But thought that was interesting. Or there's this one brand. I even saw him at the vegan fair and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, Oh, he's just like making fluoride free toothpaste or something. Oh, you know, whatever. But he's one of the only people who makes uh, metal toothpaste, um, squeezable containers. Okay. And it comes with this little like twirly thing that you put on the end so you can roll it up, you know, the end of it. Yeah. So I guess this is recyclable metal. And I went on their website, it's, I think it's called David's, like, toothpaste or something like that. Um, they are apparently made, like, 99% in USA. And I guess they said 1% or 2% in Japan.
1: <laughs> so, but wonder, they're
0: very proud of being USA made.
1: I wonder what part is made <laughs> over there.
0: Probably the entirety of it. <laughs> Uh, or just the contra- like the container, but they probably make the toothpaste.
2: Oh, I see. Um, the um, the the metal roller tubes are pretty common in automotive. Uh, oh, a lot yeah. of silicone products and mm-hmm. sealers and uh, greases come in uh, metal containers, so I don't see why it couldn't work for toothpaste.
0: Yeah. So, never even thought about that. That's just something you think when you think of plastic stuff, you think of spoons forks you know straws those are the big ones plastic bottles but like never would have thought about toothpaste really yeah um so i I might look into getting stuff like this like i've never thought about before like even deodorant it comes in plastic i didn't even think about that being like a problem to our problem you know it's just like so might change a lot um here's a big one um, because I worked at the trash company we all sometimes we'd recommend you have like these my trash company started a new like uh, program where they would take your garden waste and turn it into like natural gas so everyone was get these new kitchen pails and they're like what do I put in it because it needs to be compostable and I can't Mm -hmm. use a plastic bag because this whole can is meant to be you know compostable and we would tell them to use newspaper as the, the liner for your trash can. So either use newspaper or nothing at all for your trash can to, you know, throw away your waste so you're not using all those plastic bags.
2: Um, so but, it's essentially community compost. Like, you're not doing the composting yourself, but you're basically having a compost bin that someone else takes and yeah. uses.
0: Yeah, they would turn it into natural gas, and then they would also, like, uh, I think they would sell compost, or give out free compost, whoever wanted it. So, nice. it was a, it was a cool little program. Hated working there, though. Call centers suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend anybody. Um, but I thought that was cool. But, yeah, it would get a little stinky, though. Let's be honest here. But you would have to wash out your trash can, which uh, we would tell customers that. And they'd be like, what the heck? Like, why can't you do that? Like, everyone's so inconvenienced. Like, you you wouldn't believe, like, some of the people I talked to on the phones, they would be upset because you're telling them they have to wash their plastics to put in the the recyclables. Because, um, you know, China recently stopped buying a lot of our plastics, which caused, you know... A lot of recycle centers to shut down and everyone's all like upset because now they have to do all this work to make their recyclables nice and recyclable.
2: Like to cut down on uh, the work needed to have it done here.
0: Yeah, we weren't prepared for that. Because like China, I guess, would accept like a certain uh, a much higher percentage dirtied recyclable item than they do now. They only accept like 1% or less dirty. So, you know, we're telling them, because a lot of people don't wash their recycles. like, um, you know, you can't throw, technically you couldn't throw cardboard that had pizza all over it. Wow. Huh. Because that's now contaminated with trash, so it's not truly recyclable. So we have a problem with not even really recycling everything we could, because we don't want to be inconvenienced.
1: Makes sense. So...
2: Or build up the companies to handle that themselves and be willing to pay for such services.
0: Yes. It's, it's yeah.
2: One or the other. But then,
0: when you raise their trash bills because of that, they, they also complain. So no one's yep. ever happy. <laughs> uh, um, another one, no one would ever really think about Q-tips. A lot of Q-tips are plastic.
2: Hmm.
0: But you can get like, Paper ones or cotton ones. There's another one: biodegradable band aids. You never really I'm, thought about it, but a lot of band aids have plastic on them. They even say it on the box: plastic band aids.
2: Yeah, I never thought of that. Um, it's not something we all use every day, hopefully, but yeah, hopefully uh, it's out there. Um,
0: and since I've gotten a dog, I've noticed too and I always thought this was weird. We use plastic bags to pick up the poop, but it's plastic. So is their poop just like staying there forever in that bag?
1: That's you know what I I've thought. I feel like yeah, it, it is just does. like in
0: there. So like forever. You know, like I have seen it even when I went like camping. There's like some people leave the bag with the poop on the floor. Or something like that. I'm like, wow, that's never gonna like degrade. No. But we can get biodegradable doggy bags. Um. That's another big one, I think.
2: Yeah, if the if a biodegradable plastic can be used for, um, you know, a, a lightweight bag, that would be ideal. A hemp plastic or something like that. Or I was just thinking a poop tin. Just have a, a little. <laughs> uh tin with like a, a, a handle on it and use <clears throat> reach down and scoop it up mm-hmm. and it closes and seals yeah could so, be gross to deal with but i mean it's an option
0: um one of the articles i read too when i looked at biodegradable bags they were like i think it was rover.com or something they were talking about how we could even just flush it down our own toilets it may sound absurd Mm -hmm. But our poop goes down the toilet. Why can't a dog's poop? Um, They also make flushable bags that, like, degrade in water. So there's that option. And they even talk about compost. Like, you can use it for your flowers, not anything you're going to eat because there are pathogens and stuff. But you can even compost their poop. Um, But I think dog poop is a big problem. (laughs)
2: Is It was That's even that movie mm-hmm.
0: Have you seen that movie Where they like Just spray something On the poop And it like disappears It's like a funny movie Or something
1: Vaguely uh, Yeah
0: And then I forget Where it all ends up But it ends up Somewhere I think <laughs> What Isn't that like an old movie It's kind of old Yeah Cross the neighbor And he's like Oh I wish I would've Stayed with his company I'd be making millions but they... <laughs> Yeah I
1: kind <laughs> of remember What's a Look
0: it up. Oh man, yeah. And put
1: it in the notes or something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, you you would spray the poop, the dog poop, and it would just disappear. <laughs> but it all went somewhere. And I forget where. Um, another thing I learned. Um, this would be probably some new job opportunities out there, or you know, in industry opportunities organisms that break down plastics
2: mm, since we're talking about waste that
0: oh that's a new one that would be cool
2: yeah there's a few species of mushrooms or it might be just one but they're known to uh degrade even the toughest of plastics and uh i mean i heard about that many years ago i don't know why it's not bigger in the world at the moment but yeah it's a it's a thing I don't know. Just have like a,
0: like a like a facility where you just have them just you throw a bunch of plastic in there and just have them eat away at it. Yeah, I'm sure it takes a while. Something. But um they also waxworms devour like plastic bags. Um uh, mule worms eat styrofoam apparently. Um, and they turn comp or the plastics into compost, so Maybe we can make composting industries where you just throw plastic and feed it to all these worms. It would be gross as heck, but <laughs> <laughs> could be useful. Um, apparently, there's even a, a newly discovered microbe. This is from National Geographic. They say it shrinks the time plastic takes to degrade from hundreds of years to a few days. Wow. Nice. But I often wonder, is this going to be like some... You, you unleash this, and then it's like the whole world is like invaded by this microbe, it's and just it just totally messes plastic. everything up. Yeah, it doesn't
1: just eat plastic, it eats human flesh.
0: Oh man.
2: <laughs> this is like a zombie <laughs> movie. Because um, you're at your desk, your monitor's being chewed away. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, that would be crazy. It's just like everything's just like disintegrating before your eyes, because everything's plastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was a, a movie about that actually. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but they were nanobots that could eat like like anything.
2: Oh yeah, the black goo. I don't know if that's uh, the name sure. of the movie, but <laughs> I it's don't a, it's know. a okay. In in a lot of AI discussions, uh, things about nanobots getting out of control is referred yeah. to as the black glue or uh, the the black goo. It's like the black lake, the gray sludge, whatever you want to think of it, because it's just a bunch of little metal robots hmm. in a in a torrent.
0: That would be scary. It's yeah. like have you seen like the like the Revenge of the Mummy or those mummy movies, and like they get eaten by like the scarabs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be
1: like that.
2: Yeah. Ugh. Oh, the scarabs under the skin used to get to me so bad. Oh right. Ugh. <laughs> um but
0: apparently this microbe I'm gonna try and say this. Idionella sakaiensis.
2: <laughs>
0: nice.
1: That's what it's called? Yeah,
0: Indo Indionella secanesis. Um but yeah, that that's how we can as a you know environmentally conscious people reduce the waste of plastic you know a lot of things i've taken from these lists here that i've looked at that i kind of want to change definitely want to try getting rid of the soap bottles i think that would be a big one um, yeah it's
2: very actionable
0: yeah easy to do um and bar soap's pretty nice makes you feel nice and it gives you that true squeaky clean because you get like your skin gets stuck <laughs> when you rub it um, but I would like to leave us on a note here I found this very interesting the weight of all the plastic that we've produced since 1950 9.2 billion tons of plastic has been produced which is the weight of nearly 1600 1600 great pyramids of Giza Wow.
1: And probably all of it is still here. <laughs> never well, definitely.
2: Really.
0: Definitely <laughs> a, a, a large, large percentage of yeah.
2: it. In some form
0: or another. Yeah. Even in us, I hear that we're like ingesting plastic. Yeah. Left yeah. and right. So, no wonder why we have all this cancer. Yeah. But
2: I won't go down that
0: road. That's, That's a big incredible. C-word.
2: So to any of you entrepreneurial listeners out there, there is a lot of ways to make money and reduce waste and have your business model completely around that because that is the future. If we are to survive, you've got opportunity there.
0: Exactly. That is exactly... Yeah. If not, do it for the environment. Everyone's motivated
2: by money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get ballin' and buy some bacteria and... Eat up the plastic, you know?
0: You can. They say green is greed, but it's also the earth. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was a good um, informational.
0: Yeah, yes, yes. It. Very. Things I didn't think about. <laughs> Great. <laughs>
1: So I wanted to talk about um, Mr. Beast's plan to plant 20 million trees, which we probably all have heard about. Um, uh, He announced it, like, I think a week ago. So it's pretty old news, but I feel like it's pretty uh, (laughs) revolutionary and pretty cool to happen on the internet. Um, So YouTube influencer Mr. Beast partnered with the Arbor Day Foundation to plant 20 million trees, to commemorate his channel reaching 20 million sub- subscribers, um, and also to do something about climate change. Um, the theory behind this is that restoring down- downed forests from fires and deforestation can actually help fight climate climate change by the trees capturing the carbon um, that we release when we burn fossil fuels. <laughs> Um, Mr. Beast actually had a former NASA engineer um, on his announcement video named Mark R- Rober, um, and he explained how trees actually reduce carbon in the air. And then this is when I wanted to show that audio thing. So. Because it was,
0: I never thought about how trees are. I saw the video. So look
1: up using drones to plant 20 million trees. Oh yeah,
0: this is cool as fuck too, dude.
3: But before I get into that, have you ever thought about where trees actually get their mass from? The knee-jerk reaction is to think it comes from the soil, but that can't be true, because if you have a tree in a big pot, as the tree gets bigger, the soil level doesn't go down at all. The answer, as it turns out, is that the mass comes from thin air. The clue is if you look at what the bulk of the tree is actually made of. It's almost entirely carbon. Pretend I'm a tree. Basically, a tree sees a carbon dioxide molecule floating by, then it powers up with energy from the sun using photosynthesis, then it uses that energy to rip the carbon from the oxygen, and it takes that carbon and slaps it on itself to get more swole. And the tree's like, hey humans, here's some beautiful fresh oxygen you can have back. I don't need it. So it takes the C and leaves us with the O2. That's a sweet deal. And so trees start really small, but in order to get bigger and bigger, they're just sucking more and more carbon out of the air. And so now you can see a tree and appreciate the beauty in the shade, but also that they're just these really massive vacuum bags, completely stuffed full of carbon.
2: It might be the most straightforward explanation I've ever heard.
3: For real? Yeah, like, that's like,
0: it made so much sense.
1: Yeah, I thought it was very descriptive and really easy to simple. Learn. <laughs> yeah, the, what he was saying.
0: I mean, all you listeners can't see it, but the visual representation—very—it makes a lot of sense.
1: We could link it in the notes, or in whatever.
0: the description. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe. They would be there. Um. So yeah, planting. And and that video also goes on uh they have these like really cool drones. Um they're giant.
1: Yeah.
0: And they shoot out these like sea, sea pod. pods. <laughs> she ain't yeah. she owe me a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh those sea pods they just like they just it's like bird poop. They're just like bloop, 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 bloop. Dropping mm-hmm. all these seed pods everywhere.
1: And they also, the pods also have a deterrent, which, um, deters animals from eating them. So.
0: Guess what that is? Ghost peppers.
2: Ghost peppers? Yes. Oh, spread amongst them?
0: They're like, yeah, or like they're inside the seed pod or something like that. Like.
2: Because I was weird. thinking, um, seed balls are used uh in in my experience reading uh what the heck is his name i know his last name is Fukuoa he's a japanese farmer and he would make these seed balls when he was farming and he would have a whole plate of them it's basically dirt nutrients like clay with the seed in the middle of it like Little um, balls, and he would just chuck them out into his field to have them plant. Um, something like that would be useful than more useful than just the bare seed because it has what it needs to germinate and start.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I can't tell in this video if that's if they're using something like that.
0: Um, if you watch the whole video, it shows.
1: I mean, I th- I think that's pretty much the same thing.
0: Yeah, it has it's all just these like a nutrients. Ball,
1: pretty much, with seeds in it?
0: It's like a seed puck. It's yeah. like a hockey puck. And it oh, has okay. like seed nutrients, and then like that animal deterrent, so the animals don't eat all the seeds. And then they go around plopping these in like full fire,
1: yeah, forest, places where fires. wildfires have been, and it's they've actually done a study where scientists found that trees are not regrowing after wildfires um because of climate change because fires are happening more frequently um the trees have less time to grow um so they're not their roots aren't growing out um as much so yeah they're there's too many fires happening is pretty much what is what is happening.
0: So we need, like,
1: human because, intervention. Because of climate change.
0: You know, all...
2: forest, forest fires are essential for the forest health, but they're out of control at the moment and happening far too frequently. Um, the natives knew to do controlled burns, <laughs> um, you know, before uh, many hundred hundreds of years ago. Um They were able to take care of the forest pretty well. And they knew that burning was part of it. Because, say, for a pine cone, it needs fire to open up and to be able to uh, start a new tree.
1: Yeah.
2: That's crazy. It is part of the process.
1: But um, back to Mr. Beast planting two million trees. Um, Experts are saying um, that trees actually need 100 years to live to be able to offset the greenhouse gases um, that humans produce, um, so if the the trees are planted uh, just like just thrown out there and not really cared for, um, they will actually die. Like they won't live that that long, so it wouldn't do much good anyway. But the um, the the Arbor Day Foundation said that. Um, they have a plan to help these trees thrive. They didn't specify in the article that I read, um, but they said that they're inputting a vetting process requiring the partners that they work with to ensure that the trees live. But they didn't specify, so I don't know. That's probably just them saying that. But hopefully that um, it's, it's a true thing. So it
0: takes 100 years for the tree to actually be useful.
1: Yeah.
0: And before that, it's like not even helping
1: to to offset our like um gases that we're producing yeah it needs 100 years
0: hmm is that like per person or like family
1: i don't know (laughs) Uh,
2: they probably mean their specific target of like say this 20 million trees they're expecting Mm. it to offset a certain amount of things And they're targeting that that 20 million will take that long to do what they're setting out to do because i mean photosynthesis in at any stage is producing oxygen but not much on on a small plant
1: Hmm. um and also the, the arbor day foundation um confirms that they partner with the U.S. Forest Service and the National Association of State Forester, Foresters to make sure that they are planting trees responsibly and also using native species of trees depending on the area that they are in. Um, because a lot of scientists are worried that um, they're going to be planting trees that are not n- native to that area and then that can actually cause more harm than good
0: yeah can't just be willy-nilly about it
1: yep Um, and some people are saying that um, placing too much attention on tree planting takes away from the most important step to stopping a climate a climate catastrophe uh, which is cutting down on burning fossil fuels so even though planting trees Yes, it's a good idea and it'll help. We need to actually stop our emissions. That that's that's the first the the most important thing that we need to f- focus on, I think.
0: Yeah, I think maybe people think trees is like a band-aid to the problem. They're like, "Oh, we have all this pollution. Let's put a lot of trees. It'll suck up all the bad stuff, right?" Yeah. But to
2: a point. <laughs>
0: but, but no, we got to reduce what we do and put out there and plus trees equals like an even better thing you can't just do one or the other you gotta do both mm-hmm. yep. they're also um, beautiful <laughs> yep yeah heck yeah they are
1: <laughs> and just one last um interesting fact that i found um, another study found that by simply turning off images and videos that that users only mm. listen to, YouTube could cut down greenhouse emissions equivalent to axing the carbon footprint of three of 30,000 homes in the UK each year. So if you're just listening oh. to music right. on YouTube and you have the video up, um, if you turn it off, it it, it could actually help. Um, the
2: climate. Because assault. of how much energy is needed to transmit that and also show it on your screen or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. I thought that
1: yeah, was really intense. interesting. Yeah. Like
2: just the server load requiring more energy or something.
0: Or even our computers maybe using more energy too. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Just just like a, a non moving even picture. Mm -hmm. you've seen those like UKF videos they got those
1: animated things any like music that you're listening to pretty much I need
2: to so listen to podcasts and music instead of watching videos for the environment folks yeah music
0: videos down with the music
2: (laughs) (laughs) down with film with podcasts
0: down with anything that is visual (laughs) close your eyes Uh, (laughs) I can no longer play video games. (laughs) I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane to think about, though. Mm -hmm. Just a a little thing like that. Yeah. It's not like you're watching that text anyway. True. Crazy. But yeah, I think uh, I think it's pretty cool because, like, all these youtubers because like youtubers are the new famous people are just trying to use their
1: their influence, their clout especially the younger people like we need them to all
0: those fortnighters
1: yeah <laughs> we need them to um change the world pretty much
0: yeah yeah I'm too old to change the world <laughs> The other generation you're, Needs to you're do part it
1: part of the generation
0: <laughs> I'm not a Fortnite generationer That's that's a much younger race
2: Race <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're, they're their own kind
2: <laughs> the, good, the good thing that's is uh, The younger the generation The more conscious of this stuff They seem to be
0: so. Yeah, they do, like, people like Greta it th- does seem Thir- so, Is it yeah. Thornburg, Thornburg, Thurn-
1: I, th- I think it's Thunberg, but I don't know.
0: Thunderbird? Thun- Thunderbird. Thunderbird, go. Well, she's doing pretty cool. Oh, didn't I see, when you were looking this up, like, uh, Elon Musk donated, like, a, a lot of trees to this thing? Yeah, he did. Um,
1: Elon Musk do- donated a million, and I forgot the other guy's name. He's the like the CEO of Shopify, and he donated one million and one.
2: Wow, he's trying to <laughs> one <to> up. <laughs> yeah, one up him? <laughs> just to be the first. No, I, I remember seeing the uh, uh, Elon tweet that. Um, I thought that was really cool.
0: Like I think he changed his YouTube name or something to Elon Tree or something. <laughs> oh,
2: um, Elon, yeah,
1: something.
0: Yeah. It's just tree-lon. Mr. Beast, no, Eelon Elon <laughs> once changed his name to treelon on nice. like YouTube or something.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, and then, but that, I mean that's that's definitely cool. They raised like at, 15 million. Actually,
1: yeah, they're at they're over 15 million, so He'd, we're we're pretty close. Apparently,
0: one dollar equals one tree. Yeah. So I like, see. you give one dollar, and apparently. I, I want. Who's gonna plant all those twenty million trees? The drones.
1: Oh, True. Partners of the Harvard Yeah, Day but Foundation. that's
0: a lot of trees, Did You saw how they had to dig the they, holes. They
1: better do it. I <laughs>
2: hope they do. Yeah. Hey, with that that several million dollars, they can hire a few people. It'll happen.
0: That's crazy. Trees. <laughs> We've never cared so much about trees. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of anyone donating that much money to like any fundraiser I don't know I mean I'm mm-hmm. sure there are but
2: I mean I don't really pay attention to fundraisers that much
0: I can't quote
2: do not run t- <laughs> fundraiser do not quote me in it
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's definitely one of the only ones I've seen in recent for years
1: for environmental
0: things, yeah it's always been like I feel
1: like, like
0: diseases and yeah stuff. i feel
1: like it's yep. the
2: most. impoverished countries and whatnot mm-hmm. so
0: why would we want to be homeless <laughs>
2: hmm, yes, that's I'm a curious. good question <laughs> so uh van dwelling as it's often known or just living out of your car is something that a lot of people are taking up um, in order to escape work life mm. as many of us spend easily half our lives going to work if you have a monday through friday job you're there for a minimum of eight and a half hours because of lunch break and often commutes are around an hour or so so you're you're spending an easy 10 12 hours a day and preparing for work and all that uh, in order to pay for a place to sleep and it often takes the majority of your income anyway Um, so you're stuck in this loop of paycheck to paycheck earnings going to work overspending on food because you're emotionally um, <laughs> distraught. <laughs> I eat and, my emotions. <laughs> exactly. That's my and then you now. go home and, um, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're there to do it again in 12 hours minimum. So it, it's just uh, a lot of people are not doing it because they are broke or because they are incapable or uninspired but they're doing it because they want a simpler life and to have more freedom back in their life. Um, And they aren't afraid to see uh, or to hear the opinions of others who think they may be crazy for doing something like that because their happiness matters far more than some sort of societal status.
1: I've actually been looking into tiny homes and it it seems like a really nice alternative, but it's just the hassle um, of living in a, a tiny home. I don't know if I could do it, but it yeah. does seem nice. It's ch- cheaper than, than actually paying a mortgage and stuff. So I can see Although the the, pos- the positives of it.
2: Yeah. I have seen tiny homes go up to $80,000, though. It's uh, because they're trendy. Just, yeah.
1: That's, that's like nothing, though, compared what to actual is. house.
2: It is fairly small, but the yeah, what I have true. a problem with tiny homes is um, the mobility of them. Like, you yeah. can't just drive around with your pickup and a tiny home on the back and just park at a Walmart and live there.
1: That's
2: <laughs> or true. Or even pull into a campsite. They're just not very useful for that type of nomadic living, which is a lot of what Van Dwelling focuses on is the nomadic aspect. Being able to adventure and see new sites, meet new people, um, and hopefully create some opportunities in your life. Um, so I have an article. It's from vice.com. Everybody knows Vice. Uh, we'll, link, we'll link it in the show notes. Uh, it's called Living out of, van, out of a Van is the New American Dream. So, <laughs> it covers uh, a few people, uh, mostly focusing on the Millennials, which uh, that is us three. We are Millennials. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you ashamed?
1: Because,
0: uh, you know, you're always made fun of. Damn Millennials. That's now okay. it's the Boomers. I and... think
1: it's misplaced. I don't think, I think we're not as bad as <clears> We're not the, the Tide
0: Pod saying. Eaters. That's why I'm not the, the Tide Pod Eaters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. So, uh, this article follows a few groups of people. Um, so, Chris and Tamara, they were, um, they lived in San Francisco, which Ugh. is one of the most expensive and um, dirty cities <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, mm-hmm. I live fairly close to it, and it's a nightmare. Some people have to like a hundred thousand dollars a year, eighty thousand dollars a year of of gross income is considered low wage there. Um
0: Jeez, that's wow. insane. That's a houses, lot of money. I, we don't make
1: that much together.
2: No. Well <laughs>
1: why do we no
0: no don't don't broadcast this <laughs> <laughs> No I'm we sorry. don't <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's all good. Um but yeah the uh they were They're saying they were dead inside. They had, um, one was a vice president of a PR firm. The other one was a budget analysis for the city of San Francisco.
0: That sounds gross.
2: Yeah, we've (laughs) been in jobs like that. Uh, So Brett and I have worked together in financial locations, and it's a dreadful line of work. Very uninspired, and it's grueling. So death inside. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they are saying that they had to support a work everything else second type of lifestyle. Mm. Um they said they they came to the conclusion after too many nights of sitting at home eating frozen pizza, watching Netflix, as many of us get caught in that. <laughs> add alcohol hey. to every other accountant I know. <laughs> yeah. They asked to themselves, What are we doing? They felt like they were wasting their life Um, and they put plans into action and they saved up, sold off belongings that they won't need. Uh, They bought themselves a red Kia Sedona minivan and started converting it into a camper and they quit their jobs. Um, They had enough money saved to just live off the van for a while. Um, and as they were in their nomadic lifestyle, they found jobs uh, that were remote. Um, Tamara decided to be a uh, communications freelancer. Um, and Chris started operating and promoting e-commerce websites. So uh, one of both in the way they're choosing entrepreneurial uh, aspects, but one is far more focused on the work of others the other one is um, creating their own job but there are multiple ways to work remote so it's pretty cool to hear that they're able to have a regular income um, but they are both determining their schedules and how they work
0: Uh, I tried to get the, the remote lifestyle
2: but yeah, not every player is down for it.
0: <laughs> Lies. Lies, they tell you in the office life.
2: Yeah, as much as I'd love to air their name, I won't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Might be like a cease and desist or something.
2: <laughs> not worth it right now.
0: But <laughs> well, that's most lives, office lives, I think. But it would be nice be able to that's the thing though there's like that's what kind of uh, worries or scares me a little bit as a person it's like there's so many things we can do how do we find like the one thing mm-hmm. but it's like i feel like you just gotta you fall into it kind of
2: yeah, start definitely to experiment you gotta see what you like what you don't sometimes you have to live things to really um to, to be able to process it, because otherwise it's all just theory in your head. You don't know how it's going to affect your emotions or uh, your well-being. Um, so the article goes over several other people, um, mentions that this used to be something a lot more common in the 60s, um, that uh, <laughs> the boomer generation, when they were hippies, uh, many of them <laughs> did live uh, nomadically. Um, some of them are uh, one individual named Zach uh, he says that it is popular due to practicality and it's lure of adventure he's 27 years old so he's of the age where um, he's drowning in student debt finding and keeping a job is harder and he definitely doesn't want to live with his parents so um, the mobility and the low cost of vandaling is more appealing to uh, the standard form for him. Um, and most of the people in this article, they all have remote-type jobs. Uh, one that I find particularly intriguing is uh, someone who's a game developer. Yeah. He was working at a uh, mobile app developer. We all know how good at games those are. No offense to anyone that likes to game on a phone. We are all <laughs> legit gamers. <laughs> sure. You like to enjoy yourself a video game. <laughs> Nose turn. <laughs> and uh, he, he said that making the mobile games wasn't making him happy. And just the long hours. And he hated going to that job. But he had the passion for making video games. So he decided to buy a 2002 Dodge Ram. And move out of his apartment. And he was able to provide for himself enough to be able to make his own video games, have the time and focus to make these games. And he's actually releasing at video games as an indie developer now. Um,
0: Anything we know of?
2: Uh, no, but uh, one the article does mention is called Hate Your Job.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, that's that's... got to be very popular.
2: Yeah, that that's linked in the uh, in the uh, article, so you'll be able to find it. It looks like it's on the iPhone. I don't know. Yeah, there's French there's not download this. Yeah, there's not an Android version, but if you have an iPhone, uh, it's called "Hate Your Job" by Thomas Sennett. <sighs> He's
0: not a PC user then.
2: No, he's still making he's still making mobile games. <laughs> but at least he's the oh, that he wants to make. <laughs> um so damn you Apple. W- <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's oh, getting
0: real in bit Um
2: so Van Dwelling uh, definitely has its pitfalls. Um some were not comfortable with having to shower in a gym, or, um... Makes sense. Yeah, the, the, the daily hygiene is a bit more of a, a problem. Not everybody's comfortable with having some sort of emergency bathroom situation in their vehicle. Um, they actually make these pretty handy portable toilets that, um... Yeah, they're probably about the same size as a five-gallon bucket... Um, and they flush like an RV toilet, uh, fairly affordable and portable. Uh, so there are options. Um, and it's not in the article, but I've watched plenty of YouTube videos on this subject. And I've seen some very clever in vehicle shower systems. Uh, one guy in had a vehicle? Yeah. One guy had a, a minivan where, in the very back of it, where you have the hatch that opens, it has the cargo dip in the back, where you put your suitcases and whatever. And he turned that into a shower bathtub, he used PVC uh, to hold up curtains around in a clamshell sort of style. And so it's separate, and there's walls inside that separate it from the rest of the cab. And he's able to uh, shower without getting out of his van. And um, the front of it had a bed, had a stove, um a small refrigerator, um, pretty much everything he needed. Uh he was just a single guy in that in that little minivan, but uh it's pretty crazy what some people will come up with.
0: Dang. That is pretty innovative. Right. Yeah. Is he like a welder or something? Like
2: Oh no, it was, it was just um plastic pipe put together.
0: Damn plastic. No, I'm just <laughs> We
2: were just on that subject.
0: Uh, um,
2: on YouTube, there is a guy called Cheap RV Living, um, and he goes around the country um, interviewing people who are living out of either an RV, uh, their car, or a van, something, something like that, focuses on nomadic living. Uh, He is a nomad himself, lives out of a uh, Chevy Express van, and tows around a cargo trailer. Um, And it's really cool seeing what other people have set up in their vehicles, and just hearing the stories of why they want to live nomadically. And it's pretty inspiring. A lot of them seem quite happy with their lifestyle. Um, And some are all about doing this for their whole life. There was one individual interviewed that had been doing it since 1975 uh his wow. entire life um he has been on the road and he what he did was he worked a lot when he was younger um and had a house and ended up selling all of that started with um hundred and thirty thousand i think he said in 75 and he's been literally living on that money since then. Uh, he hasn't had a job. Huh. He hasn't worked at all. Um, he has made a couple books, um, but he sell it. There's one book he was promoting. He was only selling it for a dollar a copy. And so this this guy's a poet, and has been living the nomadic artist life for uh, well over thirty years now, and that's a that's a pretty long time to be doing that
1: sounds like Um, a nice nice life
2: yeah yeah he seemed pretty he seemed pretty pleased like he he was chill very very chill just relaxed you know you could tell he just takes his time doing whatever he wants he says he doesn't travel all that much he will drive um, pretty minimally to keep his expenses down you know he'll drive for a while park somewhere drive for a while park somewhere usually at um at national parks um or someplace like that and uh he has friends that he's met on the road and sometimes they meet up and and just you know live together for a while and then they they part ways and keep on going huh. but i would like to tie this into why this is on the enviro podcast so living out of your vehicle reduces how much energy you are requiring from the system. Uh, It, by nature, forces you to live minimally, so what you're able to take with you and live on is very small. You might have one pan that you cook out of. You might have uh, a pretty small wardrobe, maybe a week or two's worth total. Um, Even though you are filling a, a vehicle with fuel and driving it on occasion, it's still less energy than a household takes from the grid, which is often powered by coal, nuclear. Very rarely is it um, powered by uh, solar at this point. The other cool thing is, not all these nomads use generators, very few do. Um, Most of them have a solar panel set up on top of their vehicle and are able to live on a uh, two to 400 watt system have a lithium battery bank inside. Most of them these days are using lithium banks and they can run microwaves, they can run TVs, you know, computers, whatever they want. Um, on that same uh, channel, Cheap RV Living, that's all one word, uh, there was a guy who is a software developer and he had this really cool laptop setup uh, on his desk. So he had his cooking situation. And then right behind it was his laptops that he would fold down. And there was two of them and uh, do his work from his desk inside his van. And he was just living out of a minivan. Most people choose at least a truck-style van. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's something yeah. intriguing. And um, just the freedom of being able to make your own schedule. Yeah. Uh, if you're working, yeah. you can find work at restaurants to pay for your bills for the month Uh, I've seen a lot of people mention that they will go pick up temporary jobs um, or if they've managed to get into some sort of remote work or entrepreneurial situation many of them are able to sustain themselves that way
0: that's so he's able would would you be able to gain
2: yeah
0: that's one thing I can't like (laughs) I can't Can't live without (laughs) them.
2: Yeah. No, a lot of these guys, they have uh, hot spots in their their vehicles. Um, Many of them have the, I mean, a lot of these folks that I'm reading and watching on YouTube, they're not the type of folks that would game anyway, even if they had a house. Mm -hmm. But the capabilities are there. Uh, Many of them do have internet, do watch uh, things on the television. They use either a cell phone connection or a dedicated hotspot uh, and are able to receive internet in their travels, especially the ones that work um, from their vehicles. You know, they have to have the internet connection.
0: Oh, man. I'm just like, it sounds so nice, but so right? scary to jump into. Yeah. It's such a, such a shock.
1: I feel like it's that way for a lot of people, probably. Oh, totally. Listening to this
0: right now, too it's like <laughs> it's like it sounds so nice, but it's like so many fast things. what That's do fast, do dude. they talk about uh any things that like are really not so
2: fun about it yeah um temperature if they don't have their vehicle set up in a way that can handle either high heat or high cold or, mm. or low low cold um it can be really miserable so. If you're going to get into this, you really want to make sure the vehicle you're using has the cap has plenty of insulation. Uh, you want to make sure you have some sort of heating solution and some sort of cooling solution, and or be willing to travel to regions that are more ideal at the time for like, your comfort.
0: Like the we saw birds migrating today when we were outside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, It'd be like a lot,
2: migrating bird. Yep, a lot of these vent lifers are completely following the weather and just going wherever it's nicest. Um, But there's diesel heaters where it's a heater that runs on diesel and can keep your vehicle warm. I've seen a guy living in negative 20 degrees Celsius, Canada, with that situation in a van and being okay. And um, if you have a proper solar setup, you can even run a small air conditioner, like a a window-style unit. Um, I've seen some setups like that. So uh, those things are pretty strong, pretty hardcore. But with the advent of lithium, uh, specifically LifePo4 is the chemistry. It's a lot safer than what you have in your cell phones and laptops. Um, but it's uh, not as energy dense. Uh, but it's a, it's a huge upgrade compared to your traditional lead acid batteries. Um, so with modern technology, nomadic living is a lot nicer thanks to how uh solid of a solar setup you can have on the go
3: yeah
0: it would be nice to have solar it's just so expensive for like a home oh totally it's crazy
2: Um, a usable setup Uh, i've been pricing it out myself and doing research on like how to build your own batteries your own battery banks instead of buying Mm. and i don't mean like sitting there and crafting the whole thing but actually just buying cells and packaging them together um they're often used in industrial equipment and once they reach a certain threshold they're sold on ebay and other places like that and um you can create your own battery packs um and i have found that you can get a really solid safe and powerful solution for around two thousand dollars and
1: it's not too
2: bad yeah and that will fit on top of most vans, um, pickups and such. Smaller vehicles will, will struggle with that, because I'm basing that on a 400-watt pa- panel. Um, but that would allow you to run microwaves, air conditioners, even pe- uh, desktop PCs, um, TVs, whatever you need. Uh, and a lot of these guys, they have um, actual refrigerators in their car. They're not usually the in-home style mini fridge they're specific to rvs huh. um you, you can get them in 12 volts if you're just running off that system but if you're actually creating a, a solar setup in your vehicle you'll have the 110 volt uh, that allows you to plug in these uh, appliances some Sound, use convict- go ahead sounds like
0: someone's trying to live the van life
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just go deep in my research, <laughs> you know, I consider things, <laughs> but i uh, yeah, personally, I'm trying to get places in my life, and uh being able to save money is crucial to that um and there's two ways to do that: earn more or spend less, so
0: uh, yeah, it's uh and earning more equals selling your soul to the devil. <laughs>
2: Not directly, but it depends on how you're doing. The it.
0: corporate devil. <laughs> yeah,
2: that one. That one is a trap that is super easy to fall into, and um, at this point in my life, I am unwilling to do that. So it's I think it's a struggle, but I think that's it's worth why it.
0: So many people are sad.
2: That's yeah. why our world is so sad. Yeah, we are. We are not in a work environment. Most of us are not in the work environment that um speaks to us or inspires us or makes us happy and you know happiness is is it happiness and love is is like what really matters when it comes down to it and um if you're just feeding this beast of a lifestyle like and you're just feeling like a used up robot you know that it May be worth considering something like van life
0: Want to go yeah. van life?
1: <laughs> I mean, I've considered it <laughs> But it's it's a big leap
0: It's scary because yeah. it's, not, it's not You don't have that Stable. safety Yeah, that safety net You, you know you're always going to get a paycheck But yeah. then at mm-hmm. the same time You're sad So that deducts from your paycheck
1: You spend all your time <laughs> at work but then when you're home you don't have energy to do anything else
2: absolutely so that, and that's that's what it comes down with a lot of these people it's not because they're you know unable to work or unable to to be successful in their life it's just literally they are fed up with you know that loop yeah. <laughs> and it's it's In a lot of ways, scarier to be trapped in a work situation for potentially decades and never really enjoy yourself. Seen people like that. You've seen them. Yeah, I know many the same. (laughs) And most of them are alcoholics. Like they they fall to to uh, substance abuse that that isn't that is somehow socially accepted but also is not good for their, their psyche, their body, or anything like that. There's nothing wrong with drinking every once in a while, but many of these people absolutely rely on the alcohol to keep themselves going. They call and them that,
0: functioning alcoholics.
2: Yeah, and that's, uh, that's really sad to see.
0: And, and nowadays, you got all the doctors prescribing all the Xanax left and right. You say you're sad. Everyone wants, like, a quick fix. They don't want to solve your problem. They're just yeah. like, here, take this. It'll make you feel better. So you can get back to work and be happy and content and mm-hmm. quiet. Don't speak up. hmm <laughs> Yeah.
2: Beep, boop, bop.
0: Keep that going.
2: <laughs> Beep. <laughs> Beep, boop, bop. Feed the mouse. Keep the wheel turning. You know? It's uh... a... Bunch of cheesy cheese chasers. Yeah. And it, and it's not necessarily our fault it's just the system we were born into. You know, we're we're taught go to school, get a degree, get a job, you know, otherwise you're useless. Yeah. yeah. And that's um
0: you have no value. Yep. And it's then a sad, sad way to live.
2: Mhm. Those that are able to Get value elsewhere, or ha- or be self-valued, etc. They, um, they're often lost on what to do and where to go. So, if any of you listeners out there are feeling pretty similar, you know, look into this. Start Googling. Rise <laughs> up. it be good.
1: Rise <laughs> up, gamers.
2: Let's get this bread. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bread and happiness. I love sourdough bread, man.
3: I'd be happy
0: just eating that all the
2: time. It's pretty nice. You might get pretty fat, but. Oh, it's (laughs) worth
0: it, man. Sourdough (laughs) with like toast with some
2: butter on that. Oof.
1: (laughs) Oof.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. We got this new taco truck.
2: Um at new. work almost
0: well it's new to me because oh, I'm new okay. to the job. But <sighs> they sell like good like I keep getting the tuna melt and they have like uh like these churros and some fries. It's like six bucks.
2: Oh it's wow. crazy. It's that. Good.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Normally tuna melts are like twelve, twelve bucks, ten bucks yeah. with mm-hmm. fries. And churros? And churros. Now that we've learned a lot about ways we can reduce our waste and live a better, healthier, happier lifestyle, it's time for the mysterism. in time. That is right. So, today, I'm going to talk about how there are some uh, bulls, purebred bulls that are being killed mysteriously throughout the night. However, the way they are dying is a mystery.
1: Where is this located?
0: This is located in uh, I think northern Oregon. It's in Oregon.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but... These ranchers have come out in the morning to check up on their uh, purebred bulls, which are going to make them a lot of money because they're purebred and, you know, they're going to produce a lot of offspring. So these are valuable bulls here. So I don't know if that's why they're being targeted. But they are dying mysteriously. Um... In the article here I got from NPR, they show a picture of the bull and it's dead but it's deflated. It almost looks like a deflated little like plush toy or something. It's, it's very strange looking. Now, what's even stranger and this is where the mysterism comes in here. They are drained of all their blood. And their body parts, some of them are precisely removed without leaving a drop of blood on the ground. And the body parts that are being taken are the genitals. Um, um, also, their, um, the udders and their tongues are being removed. And almost with like a surgical precision. But no blood is left. And they're drained. And then what's weirder is like, because I think, I don't know if this is why, but because they're bloodless, there aren't any like scavenger birds flying around trying to eat it. So it's just this like deflated looking cow. It's dead. How did it die? Well, the ranchers are trying to find that out. Um. <clears throat> They've tr- they tried driving around in circles trying to look for any tracks because where they live it's pretty dusty out there. Pretty much anything you do is going to leave a track, but there are no traces. There is no blood anywhere, but somehow they have parts removed and no blood. How does that happen? Well, they think some people think one it could be aliens. You know, because aliens do everything, you know. So, apparently one caller told them that to look for a depression under the carcass. Because apparently alien ships will beam them up and do whatever they're going to do with it. And then just drop them from a great height. So, some people think aliens are beaming them up. Like, you know, the classic imagery you get of a UFO beaming up a cow. And cutting off their genitals and udders and just dropping them back down, bloodless. Other people have said they've found satanic altars with candles, pentagrams, and geometric symbols um, around. And they think either the occult's doing it, but they're, what's strange is there's no blood and no tracks. And um, they've even verified it's like it's not bears, wolves, cougars, or poisonous plants, and none of them were shot either. So somehow someone or something is killing these large animals, leaving no traces and no blood left behind, but chopping off some things. It does. It's crazy. Um it
1: must be aliens.
0: It must be aliens. The chupacabra. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, apparently they, this has been happening not only in Oregon, But this guy they interviewed was a rancher back in 1980, and one of his cattle was killed. And that's where he found the udder had been removed with something razor sharp, but no blood anywhere. So this is happening on multiple occasions throughout the country, apparently even all the way out in Kansas and Texas. This is like a normal, or maybe not normal, but it happens to more than one place. So that is the mystery. Is it the occult? Is it satanic people? Or
2: aliens? You decide.
1: (laughs) It's it's interesting.
2: So aliens is the obvious choice. Obvious. But I think it's giant mosquitoes.
0: Giant mosquitoes.
1: Why?
2: Because mosquitoes like to drain all the blood and these ones have been around since prehistoric times somehow, and they, you know, they could puncture the cow, and drain all its blood, and then for some reason the mosquito has preferences for certain body parts as well as a snack. <laughs> I don't know. But can but it like a... chop it off
1: though and take yeah. it with them? I don't know.
2: Maybe I the mosquito sword has noses, little. Man yeah they got sword noses or <laughs> little knife hand finger things who knows okay
1: that's pretty good
0: alien mosquitoes
1: yeah
2: They could be what do you <laughs> think it is
1: I mean I think it's aliens yeah
0: yes. <laughs> but ha- I mean I've seen I
1: don't know what other explanation?
0: I've seen Dexter. He's able to drain blood pretty well, right? Or is that another show? Uh,
1: he doesn't drain.
0: But like, blood. you would have to have a facility to like hang them he up. He puts
1: tarps everywhere. That's why there's no blood. Or You're there was a drunk? guy
0: in that show that drained people's blood really well, or something. Who? There was like a bad guy that he was trying to chase, and he would like hang them upside down and basically drain them of blood. But,
1: what, like, if someone wanted to take their udders and tongue for some reason, well, what would be the point of leaving no traces of blood anywhere? Like, it doesn't make sense. It's
0: part of the satanic ritual. They gotta be, like,
2: clean with it. They have a very specific shopping list.
1: <laughs> hmm.
2: What if it's You know, how they get there is they're dropped from a helicopter instead of a UFO. Or, okay, here's something. A cow gets a disease at a um, a giant, you know, commercial farm. And then they have to cut out these specific parts and leave no trace of this disease. Because it's actually the zombie outbreak that they've been trying (laughs) to keep from everyone. And it shows up in cows sometimes, and so they don't want to get in trouble. So what they do is they remove all that evidence, burn it, and then they take the cow and toss it somewhere very far away. Which makes no sense, because wouldn't you just burn the whole cow?
0: Kill it with fire. The true mad <laughs> cow disease.
2: Yeah, no zombies, thinks
1: I don't know. it's strange. Is,
0: it is very weird, and it, what's weirder is it's not like... Like a like a Bigfoot kind of story. Like this is like the rancher comes out in the morning, checks on his bowl, and it's like deflated and no blood anywhere and its things are chopped off. Like what in the world?
2: Yeah, true. That was
0: scared the living crap out of me. They even said in here that they now ride in pairs with guns around their mm. like property. They're like mm-hmm. sketched out.
2: I would too, shit like i mean yeah especially if it's like an animal you know it's one you're raising like that's got to be hella weird because like it's not just random from somewhere else it's like this is specifically mine something strange came out of here came out here and did that crazy shit to it you know while i'm sleeping in my house like not far from it that would be super unsettling yeah very unsettling it's like they're
0: saying that some people found satanic altars like what And you got satanic people doing rituals around your place. Right? That's a a crazy, crazy place you'd be living in. I don't want that juju around my house. What the fuck? Sheesh. It would be nicer if it was aliens almost.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I like the aliens explanation. It's like, eh, whatever, they're doing their crazy shit. Not yeah, anyone. they're
0: just their uh, <laughs> their
2: experimentations and
0: just dropping off. they it's just we it's crazy.
2: We can't stop the high tech homies. They do what they want.
0: But like, how did
2: it Their blood removed and no blood drops. Yeah, it's and no straight, tracks. It looks like a bag. It's a giant leather bag. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing.
1: Ugh. That's just
0: weird. And no animal are trying to eat it either, which is weird.
2: Yeah.
1: Only that cow knows what happened.
2: If even. we got knocked out.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: It'd yeah. be horrifying if it does know. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> Aliens. That was a good mysterism.
0: Yes. Yeah, Uh, I I thought it was very interesting. It's like it's too real. And us being wanting to homestead, it's like, damn! I hope that never happens. Someone like tries to sacrificial kill our goats.
1: I definitely want to be trained in like some some type of weaponry, like even like a sword.
2: Guns are pretty easy to train and they're useful in those places
1: <laughs> Well, if they're if you're trying to like fight like Hand-to-hand
2: you you can do
0: the Final Fantasy route. You can have a gun blade Yeah, it's a
2: sword gun That sounds awesome.
0: It does It It's pretty cool. <laughs> it doesn't look very like efficient to wield because he like holds it like gun style like I don't I can't it's huge too
2: Final <laughs> <Nice. laughs> <I don't> Fantasy <laughs> though totally see
1: it. Thanks for tuning in guys It's been fun This is the Enviral podcast
0: Brought to you By Weirvine
2: Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe And all that good stuff Thank you Hoorah
1: See you next week or, oops, Adios Probably not next week
2: It's whatever. (laughs) See you next time.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye. Have a wonderful time.